0: Chet Holmgren, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner. I think I've taken care of the algorithm there. We're going to dive into the latest news around the NBA, what Magic fans have been talking about. Talk about Jalen Suggs shooting, and Franz Wagner leads Germany to a victory. It's time for Friday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 26, 2022. My name is Philip Rosmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the thing all Magic fans are talking about, the injury to Chet Holmgren. Not a Magic player, but we'll still talk a little bit about him and kind of what it means or what it says or what it doesn't say or I don't know. We'll We'll, we'll burn five minutes on it. Uh, Then we're going to chat a little bit about Jalen Suggs. We're going to start a series here uh, on Locked on Magic as well as on Orlando Magic Daily, uh, focusing on one skill that the Magic need several players um, to really focus on and improve on if they're going to take their next steps. We will focus on Jalen Suggs' shooting on today's episode. We'll close out, of course, talking about Franz Wagner as he leads Germany to a victory over Sweden in World Cup qualifying. The bigger game, of course, coming on Sunday morning as Germany takes on Slovenia. Uh, but before you do that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No ma- uh, remember, there's a lot of great podcasts covering all the NBA teams, plus with NFL starting up, NFL teams as well, and colleges too, like Locked On Gators or Locked On Seminoles. No matter who your team is, you can find a Locked On podcast where you just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Check them out wherever you download podcasts, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. As a quick reminder, today's podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. The big news around the NBA over the last 24-36 hours has been the concern over Chet Holmgren uh, and his injury suffered at the crossover on Saturday, a game that Paolo Bancaro was playing and was was playing and playing alongside Chet Holmgren on the same team. Um, it came out, uh, I believe it was Wednesday, that the Thunder feared ligament damage to Chet Holmgren's foot and uh, it did come out on Thursday that Chet Holmgren will miss the entire 2022-23 season with a Lisfranc fracture. Now, those are really, really delicate fractures. They're really, really, you know, they're really, really serious. Um, and obviously, a long career ahead of Chet Holmgren, um, it, 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 it is the right thing to be patient, especially uh, considering, you know, some of the, it's the right thing to do for, for any young player. Um, and and Lisfranc injuries do, do, do take a little bit of time. I don't want to, you know. First off, let's just say it this way before we accidentally tread into waters that we don't want to tread into. Um, I feel really bad for Chet Holmgren. Um, this is a guy that I was really excited to see in the NBA. I know we did a lot of draft prep on him. Um, I, I am very convinced that he will be much, much more effective and much better in the NBA. Uh, than he was in college. The college game is not suited, and certainly that the team that he was on in Gonzaga—no offense to Gonzaga—was not suited for the exploration of the skill set that Holmgren had. And, and we only saw hints and pockets of what every scout believes Holmgren can be if you watch his high school tape. And again, some of the things that he was able to do in college. Um, there is no discussion of you know injuries suck. They're part of reality. They're part of life. Magic fans know that better than anything else. Injuries are largely random. Um, you know, I, I hated uh, what I saw. I I, I, I disliked—I will not say hated. It wasn't that strong. But I disliked, like, some of the pockets of, of fandom, not just Magic fans, but fandom throughout the NBA that said, see, this is why you don't draft Chet Holmgren. He's injury-prone. His body is just not meant for the NBA. And, and look, we all understood Holmgren was going to have to add some strength and have to, to develop and change his body. Every young player does. Like, Paolo Baccaro is built like a tank. He's going to have to develop his body. He's going to have to put on more kind of functional muscle. He's going to have to be smart about how he manages his body. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Every rookie has to improve their body. Every rookie has to put that work in the weight room as well as on the court to make it through the grind of an 82-game season. It is a marathon. It is so tough. It is hard. There's a reason why we all marveled that Franz Wagner got to 80 games before he randomly rolled his ankle. And that's really how I view injuries. I know people hate me for saying this, but unless there is a recurring problem in the same spot, injuries are random. Um, there is nothing you can do about them. Um, you know they're, they're, it's you have to listen to your body, you sometimes push it, you sometimes push it too hard. but coming down on a random spot, coming I, like book, it happened to me. like I I was playing basketball in college. You Know, I, I'm not the most athletic guy, as you could probably tell, but I went up for a rebound, I landed on someone's foot and broke my foot. And you know, my foot's been kind of messed up anyway because I had bad rehab advice, but but um, but stuff like that happens when you play basketball. I can't tell you the number of times I've rolled my ankle uh playing basketball, it just happens. Um, it's a common, normal thing, and and you know, look, a list frank injury is not common, it is, it is a, a, a very serious injury if not a, a, an unfortunately common one. You know, like ter- torn ACLs, they happen. Um, you have, you know, and, and there's oftentimes not a lot you can do. Now certainly, I think what's been called into question more than anything else is why Chet Holmgren was playing in this pro-am. Um, the pro-am, you know, as, as as Bobby Marks described on ESPN on his Twitter page, uh, uh, the crossover is an approved pro-am by the NBA. Um, I, I've, I have to clear this up. Um, most NBA contracts do have a love of the game clause, something that kind of Michael Jordan started, allowing players to play in their offseason. They're playing pickup. No matter no, no matter where they are, they're doing pickup runs. But the NBA does approve certain— um, does does approve players who play in certain pro-am leagues. Not all of them are approved. Um, uh, but the crossover is one that the NBA says, yeah, players can just show up and play in that no big deal. You can't be fired— you can't have the contract voided for playing in the in this tournament. Certainly the conditions inside the building uh in Seattle last weekend were not ideal. We went over this earlier in the week. Uh, but it wasn't good. They obviously called the game in the middle of the second quarter. Players were slipping around. You know, we we discussed how Paolo kind of looked like he was doing a light jog, and that's because he slipped one time on a drive uh, and didn't, was like, I'm not doing this, and protected himself. Um, again, not to say that Chet should, you know, did anything wrong. He was trying to play defense, chasing down a block on LeBron, and landed weird. Um, and that's uh, apparently how the injury happened. Um, it, the conditions inside that building were not good. And, and I'm sure Jabal Crawford and his crew are going to learn from this mistake. And if LeBron or there's a big showcase-type day like this, they're going to try and make sure that it isn't a better venue uh, than this event was held in. Again, it just was not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. But this stuff is random. And, uh, you know, I have no qualms about Paolo Bancaro playing in this event. If he wants to go out there and play again next weekend, I don't think he is, but... Um, if he wants to go play out an event again next weekend, by all means, go for it. Uh, this shouldn't stop players from playing in these problems. They're playing pickup anyway, so the risk for injury is always there. Um, but I think the important thing for today and for this moment is to feel for Chet and just hope for a speedy recovery because we all want to see him play. Um, you know, look, I know some people complain about how friendly and chummy the NBA is, but at the end of the day, I think we all want to see the best players play. As fans, we want to see the best players play. I don't want... You know, necessarily to win a title because some guy I'll win a title no matter who no matter who's out on the other team. But, um, but you know there is a competitive part of you that wants to play the best all the time. And as fans of the game, it, it sucks seeing a guy get hurt. Um, Magic fans have you know definitely been aware of the conversation. You know we have this recent history of injury that's been really frustrating to watch in a lot of ways. Um, but, but at the end of the day, we you know. And, and 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 so I think Magic fans are like breathing some sigh of relief, but you know again, could have easily happened to Paolo, and, and I don't think anyone would have blamed anybody um, if that was the case. Um, it's an unfortunate injury. It's it's obviously something Magic fans are talking about. So I wanted to just chat about it real briefly. Probably went longer than I needed to. We're gonna talk about Jalen Suggs' shooting and why it, it, there is. I mean, there's obviously room for improvement, but why there are definitely hints that it could bounce back this season. We'll talk about him coming up here in just a moment. But first, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting Scores and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening now. Bet Online, where the game starts. Any way you slice it, Jalen Suggs did not have the rookie season that that we all certainly thought he would have. Um, but Jalen Suggs did not have a great rookie season. Now, the magic will sit here and tell you that Suggs was really good defensively. Like, elite defensively. Uh, not just elite for a rookie, but very, very good by their metrics. And, you know, I think there's certainly a little bit of of them trying to, uh, trying to to you know justify themselves a little bit. There's definitely some PR spin in that, but to, by the same token, I, I think there is something to it. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's that it's completely off base. Jalen Suggs' defensive numbers were very very good, and, and certainly for a rookie, very very good. Um, Suggs is 21 years old. Do not give up on him. He's had one year in the league. It was an injury-filled season at that. Never really got into a rhythm. Probably had folks put on early season. Like often have a start and was fight uphill the rest of the way. Matt gave him freedom to make mistakes, too. They put the ball in his hands and said, go. And honestly, probably told him to go with very little pointers. They wanted him to explore. They wanted him to be making a few mistakes this year. And they just wanted to see what they had in him throughout the course of the season. So, I, 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 I... I... I I don't, you know, Jalen Suggs didn't have the greatest season, obviously, but we're good, and so it's important to kind of highlight that as as we continue along. Uh, Undoubtedly, the reason why Suggs' this season just kind of went so bad is his shooting was just abysmally bad. Overall averaged 11.8 points per game, shot only 36.1% from floor and 21.4% from beyond. His shooting numbers from all areas of the floor just poor. 19% on pull-up three-pointers, 22.2% on catch-and-shoot three-pointers, 21.8% 21.8% on above the three points, 20% on the threes, on 35% mid range. Not termain at the shot. Really, only Suggs. According to Adolph's stats, he was a perfect. He was on the move to a basket. He was on the fit. shot out, 58% at, in the restricted area. Um, was I believe or thirteen in uh goal. He was second in free throw attempts per game. So again, you look at him and the, the thing that stood out to course the season was a Suggs can get to the basket every once. So as, you know, as he learns how to create contact, as he learns how to take contact smartly, as he slows things down and finishes at the rim, there's a lot of points from him there. There's a lot of points for him at the free throw. I mean, he averaged almost four free throw attempts per game last year. Um, if he could get that even one more to the line, that's two, uh, one after four more points. You, know, you get from 58% free, free area to upstate, really, really good. That's another four points. Now we're talking about a 15, 16 point per game score. But what's really going to open all of this up is improving as a three-point shooter. Now, last year, Suggs had the ball in his hands a lot. And while most of his three-pointers, according to NBA.com, were considered open shots, almost, 80, almost 80% of his three-point attempts were with the closest defender four or more feet away. Attempts were were open like that. Um, he was still not taking great three-pointers. I mentioned a lot of the, the pull-up three-pointers. Not a lot of those. In fact, it, Basketball Index said Suggs was in the I think in the 80th percentile, in the 80s percentile of of uh three-point shot creation, which is really just a measure of the ability to create three-point shots for yourself. It's not about it's not about effectiveness in making them, but just an ability to create them. So we, we saw how Suggs does have this ability to create a shot, to, to get to his spots, to uh, you know, kind of get shot off the face. It's not just about efficiency. I would say the big thing for Suggs this year is to put some marbles up on him. honestly. I think I think from the Foot Store and you know, we kinda of saw all aspects of his game coming back. By the end of the season, the team were happy to let Jalen Suggs threes. Um, They were guarding against his drive because they know what a great driver he is. He can still get the basket, but at the end of the day, Suggs' effectiveness, his ability to make impact for this team, is going to depend on his ability to make shots. If he can get even into the low threes and three point field percentage, transform his game. Now, obviously, you're expecting, you know, he can make a huge switch. You're not expecting to turn into a 40% three point shooter overnight. This is about taking baby steps and at least making the defense be honest with him when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Uh, keeping keeping the defense honest that he will hit outside shots. And he's shown that he can do it. He had three games, he made four three-pointers. He had another three where he made three. And all of his best games happened when he's taking making shots from on the arc from perimeter. This is such a key aspect for Suggs and his development. He has to make shots if he's going to be a successful player. And, and again, I know I unlocked on his basketball last week and I projected that Gary Harris probably be the starter, and the whole reason is Gary Harris is a reliable shooter. He's going to give that lineup much better balance, and and Suggs can maybe get some opportunity to work against bench players to kind of grow grow confidence in his skill set. Again, this is not anyone giving up on Suggs by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just a reality. The magic need him to shoot more effectively. So it's 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 more it's not about him becoming an ace three point shooter. You know, I, I've often said that Suggs is. If Suggs could be the Magic's Marcus Smart, that's really good. Now you know he doesn't have the temperament quite of Marcus Smart, and 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 Marcus Smart's great for that. Uh, but if he's an ace defender who is uh, uh, and an improving, uh, but an honest point shooter, that changes that changes everything for the team. And really, it's it's just about space. Um, that's really what we're talking about. If Suggs' most effective offensive tool is ability to get to the basket wherever he wants, then it should be on the arc. He'll keep defenses honest with his three-point shot is essential to do well as You know, I think what with the whole animals the do things to unreal skill. Your three shooter. You oh, no, your 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 ass you know all these things are interactive. You know, a, a team's defense may not necessarily be bad because they say stay there, team's defense be bad because their offense is bad and so they're defending in transition a lot more. and I you know I think glass do a a much better job kind of parsing out transition defense by team, half-court defense by team. You know, I, I don't have a cleaning glass subscription, but um, I always imagine the Magic were more middle pack defensively uh, in half-court while their defensive numbers were in the 20s overall because transition defense last year was just uh, abysmal. It wasn't good. Um, but a lot of that is they're missing a lot of shots. They're, you know, out of position because of wild, wild shots. A lot of times I almost feel like it's better to take a 24-second shot clock violation, a voice shot. That could lead to a long rebound. That could lead to a transition opportunity. At the, you know, that sometimes my 2K strategy, you know, it's to if I can't get a good shot, I'd rather eat a 24-second shot clock violation get my, get my defense set. There, There is, I think, some real-world soundness to that, too. Um, and it's very much the same with Suggs, I would argue. where Because Suggs was such a poor shooter last year, teams were able to sit on and collapse the paint. Because the Magic don't have a lot of shooting on their team, teams were able to pack the paint to keep a foot in the paint on everybody and limit drops to kind of making a skating a throwback the next office. Shooting changes everything. Talk, you know, there's a reason why... This month on we're focusing on T because it's such an important deal. And so for Dylan Suggs this season, for Jalen Suggs to kinda of take his next step, it, it's not even taking next step for him to affect the magic need, he needs to be a nominal again. Super, you know, earth shattering or, or, or crazy, but it's been, it has been it is a huge, huge, huge thing. And for Jalen Suggs, you know obviously he's kind of on his back foot. He had the injuries throughout the course of last season, he had the ankle surgery beginning this season. It does appear that he's back on the court now. Just coming. A nominal three-pointer. He's hitting 33% of his threes. That changes everything for him because now teams do have to worry a little bit about him from the outside. That pushes him up, enables him to blow by a guy, use his speed to get to basket, and uses his passability to kick back and shoot the high assist guy, enable him to finish or effect at the rim because he's going up against other defender or you're putting know, in another position. Basketball is that to make decisions and exploit it when they're slow to make decisions or they make the wrong decision. When they decide to crash a the leader. They decide to stick to a sure. And not, and not crash the paint on a drive, and run the big man for a driver. Leave a leave a dump off option for that. It's it's, it's it is a series of one one matchups and a series of decisions that you're trying to trying to break. And if Jalen's you know, right, we're to see Jalen. They're worried about him shooting. As long as I can get it, I can tell a little rush him a little bit. We'll have him if he has ball. They're playing him for the drive, completely not worrying about him, not worrying about his three point shot. Or saying if he stops, pulls up and hits on tipper, that's shot we live with. That's a decision that we make. And as again, the say he's open by their pointer three pointer. Adds up to three, that changes the that he d- it makes. We'll see how much Jalen Suggs that has proved as a three-point shooter again. I think that is the critical, cr- critical thing for Suggs this second season of his career. We're going to chat a little bit about Franz Wagner, game that he had as Germany defeats Sweden in the World Cup. Coming up here in just a moment. Basketball uh, in their wearing desert full bad from heaven coming down. Uh, FIBA basketball is on the way. Uh, this is a qualifying way over FIBA World Cup, which we believe it should say. World Cup near a qualification going down to the US uh, uh, of the feed Yes, uh forget indeed. I think it was your why uh they, they crochet, uh mostly with G players like Jeffrey more US uh qualification diamond for the big tournament. Uh in Europe they need a little more seriously because Road Basket's week's first enemy's uh Europe as first game. Uh, they France opened up their host tournament hosting the tournament. but this week is FIBA World qualify in Europe. Germany against Sweden, will play Slovenia on Sunday. Yes, that is Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic is playing. If you watched the uh, World Cup qualifying, Oxcore, uh, uh Serbia defeated Greece in overtime with both Nikola Jokic and Yasa on having crazy games. did a triple double in Slovenia's win. Germany took the biz against Sweden. Sweden is not considered a powerhouse team at all. Um, uh, Germany is. But uh, this was a game where everyone, Germany opened up pretty quickly around the since top. Wagner scored 16 total, 12 in the first half. Chop ball pretty well in the first half. There's a little bit of a circle that lets Sweden hang around a little bit. Um, but ultimately Germany was able to pull a six for 67 to 50. Franz Wagner finished with 16 points and we watched highlights. He looked really good. He looked really impressive. And, and, and the most important highlight this game are the games that play this week uh, in the Super Cup and in, in Friends. This is a game that counts. Um, this is an actual competition. Cup Cups are on the line. He is set to qualify first in their group the moment. Uh, the Slovenia in their group, but uh, it would take a pretty big loss to the World Cup at this point. they've, they've done their job, uh, make sure they qualify and make sure that they're in the tournament next year. Next year. Um, so he solves and in a played really well. Uh, and I had a nice 3 block, started fast break, ended up the 3 pointer. Had a sequence he got her on his back, um, pushed him up and backed him down. Eventually, fun pass for a lay. He Had A couple of nice, uh, really nice play. He drove into the lane. Had a nice wraparound pass to so the big man underneath. Just made a lot of really good plays. He, a of threes, he had a couple threes, a couple steps. Uh, Franz is really... I would say this, you know, without having watched the game full, just watching the hikes. Franz looks really, really confident. Uh, and, and, you know, I, this is a point I several times sort have looked at rookie players becoming sophomore players. Like, you could tell... When a sophomore player comes into a, in a camp, they feel a lot more comfortable. And, and I looked at Franz and watched Franz throughout most of these these international games, and he just looks comfortable and confident. Now, is he taking over games? Is he dominating the ball? Is he gaining back thinking? No, he's still very much a define me. I'm going to make things happen for myself, and my teammates, but I'm going to make the right play. That part of Franz has not changed at all. But I look at Franz and I look at the way that he's playing, and there's just assuredness. He knows what he's able to doing, and he does really, really, really well. Uh, I, know, I think we all have expectations for Franz, and we want to see Franz do more. And I, think, I think the answer should be spending season putting Franz to do more. But if Franz comes back as a more confident version of what he was last year, that's still a really, really good player. And obviously, Julia is putting him in, in kind of spots that Matt would put in. I think the increased playmaking, increase extension at the end at the end is mostly a square. And he's doing a little bit of injury, so I think follows in Franz's by the sign in scheme. It's also Sweden, not that big a point. But Franz delivered. Played really, really well, and continues to play really well. You know, he still has some moments where he makes mistakes, but you know, his like his mistakes, you know, don't feel like rookie mistakes. If that makes sense, his mistakes feel like this was what I tried, and that's and it didn't work. So I'm gonna learn from it. That's that. Those are the kind of mistakes that feel makes. He doesn't repeat mistakes. He learns from things. Uh, and it gets better, and, and again, that's, that's probably why I'm super excited about it. So Germany will play Slovenia, Sun Eastern East time Monday, and they're pretty much locked into the World up there this win with some NBA players probably not being in the qualifying window, so they have games warm-ups. For your basket or basket tips on the German team on France. We'll talk more about that as the on. Good for today. I want to thank you again for this episode. A lot. You on Twitter at philiprr underscore Scott podcast. Apple podcast. You can follow me on Twitter podcast. All of them are podcast. your podcast. And on the you can follow me Check out or omagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. Oh now that you're done with this, we should sure check out Locked On NBA for the latest around the NBA. Still going strong five days a week. Locked On NBA, all your national news. Check out today at Locked On NBA, wherever you download podcasts. I want to apologize for um, any video issues that uh, I might be having for those watching on YouTube. I know my last episode of the video was awful. Um, I've had this on my Mac. It's just that I, 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 I picked the wrong thing, so I'm trying to, try to Zoom, I should parts, um, and we'll do some videos, so I update everyone on YouTube, because hey, I am not a, person, uh, a referent to video, so, I apologize for a little sort video always, 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 so, listen to our forum if video's comparable to you, we are available on, uh, we upload podcasts as well, um, just search for Locked Magic, but, that's gonna do for me today, I'm with Dan, for the link to the Locked on Magic, for or no magic daily, Locked on Magic, has been Phil Rob, and we'll see you again, not for episode of Locked Magic. Hey everyone, this is Philip Rossenwright, the host of Locked On Magic. Jumping in here at the end of the episode, I want to apologize uh, for those who watch uh, the YouTube channel, uh, who are listening on the podcast, with the quality uh, of the audio. Um, I can't, I, I don't know why this is happening. I'm having some encoding issues uh, on my computer. Uh, my ba- my audio backup, I usually record audio separately for the podcast, failed for this particular episode. Uh, I've been having some video recording issues on the YouTube as you may have heard in the garbled version but I, I just want to hop on here and apologize uh, for the back half of this episode and the audio issues that that I had uh, recording wise um, just truly truly apologize for that I, I expect better quality for myself. I'm sure you guys expect better quality for me. Uh, I'll be experimenting a little bit with some changes uh, to, to to the encoding settings to try and Make sure this doesn't happen again. But um, I always tell people who have trouble with my video, with my video and some of the video recording that I do, um, that the audio podcast is usually pretty good. Um, today it was not, and and that's just that's that's just awful. So I apologize. I hope the garbled. I hope you were still able to get something out of the garbled version. I hope you weren't just skipping over it. Um, maybe you were. I don't blame you for that. It's pretty bad. Uh, and I, I don't have the time to record a whole 30 minute podcast again uh, with my daily work schedule. But um, I appreciate everyone listening again. Remember, you can always follow me on Twitter at r underscore MD. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himley, like Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. And also, place to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device, as well as download, uh, as well as follow on YouTube at Locked On Magic. Thanks again, everyone, for your patience, for your understanding. We'll hopefully get this issue fixed. Uh, in the next few up ep- in the next episode, but hopefully in the next few episodes, uh, and uh, we'll always be here on the podcast feed. Hopefully with a with better quality that uh, promising better quality than I can on YouTube today, being uh, a rare exception. That's gonna do it for me. Thanks everyone. Have a great weekend. We'll see you all again next week for another episode.